Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, Pastor asked me to minister uh, this last week, and um, as soon as he did, I had a particular scripture drop on my heart, and I want to look at this today. If you can turn with me to Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter. Deuteronomy chapter 7, and I've got a couple different things I'm going to try to tie in here tonight, or this morning rather, and I want to get it done uh, effectively, but also quickly, so uh, be praying for me here. But in Deuteronomy chapter 7, we have uh, the Lord was speaking to the children of Israel, and he'd just gotten through giving them very specific commands on what they needed to do uh, in the days coming ahead of them and how to respond to the seven nations they were about to encounter in the promised land. He told them exactly what they needed to do. And in, verse, in the ninth verse, he said this. He said, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. Aren't you glad to know that the Lord our God, he is God? And, and, and they were heading into a place where there were a lot of uh, uh, idol worship and a lot of uh, worship of other gods, other images that they had created in the likeness of God and were worshiping. And he wanted to make it really clear. He said that your God is is God. I'm here to tell you this morning that our God is the Lord God. There is no God above him. Amen. I tell you, it's good to know we're on the right side of things. It's good to know we found the truth. Amen. It's good to know that we're where we need to be. Amen. You know, I think about it. I'm, I'm so grateful. Like I said before, the family I was raised in, this church I've been raised in, what, what a blessing it is to know the truth. What a blessing it is to have encountered the truth. Whatever place you were in life when you heard the gospel, what a blessing that is. I tell you what, it is the very foundation that we live our life. It's the foundation of everything that we do. It's the difference between success and failure. It's the Word of God, and it's the fact that we serve the real, true, living God. Amen. He said to me, he said, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God. And this is the part I want to look at. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations to those who love him and keep his commandments. And he had given them instructions and oftentimes the the things that he had told them to do uh, 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 were were not going to be easy necessarily. But he said, listen, I want you to know that your God, the God that you serve, he is the God. And he's a faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. I tell you what, this morning, he is just as much the faithful God today in 2020 as he was back then. I'm here to tell you today, he is the faithful God who keeps covenant for a thousand generations. That covers our time, amen? It covers the days way beyond our time. God is faithful. He has been faithful. He is faithful. He will always be faithful. He has kept covenant, he is keeping covenant, and he will always keep covenant. Amen. God is faithful today. Yes. I tell you, it's one of the foundational aspects of the personality and the nature of God, is God cannot lie. What he said he would do, he would do. He is faithful in every single area of life. Even when we've not been faithful, we know what? God remains faithful. God remains true. God remains steadfast in what he said. God remains faithful in every area of life. 
And so I know and during this time that we're in, it's something that we, we, we want to uh, remind ourselves of. Like I said, it's a foundation of our faith. It's a foundational aspect of who we are and what we believe in the life that we're living and the expectation of tomorrow that we have. Yeah, yeah. It's the faithfulness of God. It's the covenant-keeping and mercy-keeping nature of God that holds us steady. You know, I know for the children of Israel, it was something that they needed to know in the days that laid ahead for them. They needed to be aware of it. And it has been proven true throughout the generations. We can look around this morning and people that have, uh, raise your hand if God has been faithful in your life. Hallelujah. Every hand has gone up. The fact that we're meeting here today is another example of God's faithfulness. The very fact that you woke up today and that we're here and we, and we have this opportunity is not because we, we deserve it or because something else has done it. It's just because of the faithfulness of God. Amen. I tell you, everything we have is because God is faithful. It is the core part of, of, of who he is. And I tell you, we can see it in Scripture, but we can see it in our own lives. It's so important to, to maintain an awareness of the faithfulness of God and the covenant-keeping nature of God. And I know the word covenant is not something that we use a lot today. It's not a word that we use often, but, but covenant is something that we are aware of. A covenant is a promise, an agreement, a, a, a partnership, a, 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 um, um, well, a joint partnership, a, a promise between people. I think marriage is probably the best example of, of, of covenant that we walk in today. It's a covenant, and God has made a covenant between you and I. It's a, it's a connection of two parties. It's, it's a joining of two people, of two, of two individuals, of two groups, and God has made a covenant with, with us. Yeah. Now, he was talking here to the children of Israel. He said that he's a faithful God who keeps covenant. But how many of you know that we've got an even better covenant yeah. established upon even better promises, but God still keeps that covenant today? That's why in the midst of all of this, we need not be afraid because he's faithful and we know that he keeps covenant. He said it. We have seen it over and over again in our lives. God is faithful and keeps covenant. And so that is the God side of, of things. Every relationship, every covenant has got a two side uh, of things. There's a two side aspect to every part of, of life. And the things that God has said, that's his side, but then there's also our side. Yeah. We need to recognize the fact that he's faithful. Yeah. We need to recognize the fact that he keeps covenant. Amen? I was thinking this week about uh, the scriptures in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, speaking of Sarah. It said, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. Why? Because she judged God faithful. She judged him faithful who had promised. It wasn't the mere fact that God was faithful that she was able to conceive and bear a child. How many know that that's important? God's faithfulness is, is important in that. What he said, he was able to do. He was willing to do. He was faithful to do. But, the, but there was a side of it that Sarah had to walk out. She had to judge God faithful. She had to consider him faithful. She had to make it a practical application in her life to make a decision to count God faithful. Amen. I'm here to tell you, God is faithful. He keeps covenant and mercy. But there's a side of it in our part. We have to judge him or consider him That's faithful. Right. We have to consider him covenant keeping. We have to consider him merciful in order to experience what he has promised and what he said he would do. Listen, he can do nothing without our participation. He can do nothing without our participation. Our participation is required to experience the full benefit of all that God has provided. Now, there is much that God does beyond us because he's good. 
But to experience all of what God has said and to really walk out the fullness of what God has provided, our part is required. And it first starts with us judging and faithful. Amen. And I know this season is coming to an end. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But have you been judging God faithful during this? No matter what's going on, judging him faithful, considering God faithful is vital for our success. It's vital for us to see the promises of God and then to not just see them but experience them. How many know God wants us to not only see what he said and to recognize his will, but he wants us to walk in his will? He paid too high a price for us to not experience what Jesus died for. He wants us to have all of those things, no matter what's going on, to live free from, the, from those circumstances and to experience what God has provided. Amen? So Sarah had to receive, she received strength to conceive and bore a child when she was past the age. Why? Because she judged him faithful. I love the Amplified. It says, because of faith, also Sarah herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it. I'm thank God I'm not believing God for that, right? Uh, but she considered God who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. Because she considered God who had given her the promise to be what? Reliable, trustworthy, and true to his word. I'm telling you what, he is a faithful God. And we can consider him to be true trustworthy and reliable today he is every bit of who he said he was amen, amen. like i said there's two sides to the covenant it starts with us keeping our, our 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 side of the covenant and considering him that way how many realize that there are things always trying to get our attention off in other areas right. yeah. there's always things competing for our our attitude and our consideration in the very beginning, that's what uh, the enemy did when he, when he came in with a serpent. He began to challenge God's faithfulness, began to challenge who God said he was and what God said he would do and what God said would happen. He began to challenge, and life faces us with things. We've got to make a decision to consider God faithful and covenant-keeping. It's a decision that we have to make. It's a decision that we must make. But there's more that goes to it. There's more that's considered with it. The Bible also says in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, the first verse, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Yeah. And the second verse goes on to say, And walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us. 1 Peter chapter 1 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all, in all your conduct. Verse 16, Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. See, there's this principle in the Word of God that we see about imitating our Father yeah. and being like our Father. We've got, with the, through the new birth, we have the ability to be like God. Amen. How many know that ought to be our goal, to be more like God every single day? Yeah. To look more like God every single day. Yeah. To talk like God every single day. Yeah. More like God every single day. To think like God ever, more every single day, right? But there's a principle in the scripture that calls us to be more like God, to be imitators of God as dear children. Yeah. I love that scripture. It, it, it shows a simplicity in heart, but also a love and an affection, one that drives somebody to try to imitate their parents in every area. We're yeah. to imitate God in every area of life. Oh, well, we're to do it in love. We're to do it in holiness. I mean, if God is holy, we're to live holy as well. Yeah. But I'm going to go back to the fact that we read earlier, he is the faithful God who keeps covenant. Yeah. Do you think that's an area that we ought to be endeavoring to be like God in as well? Yes. 
being why because we're, we're talking about experiencing the promises of god and, and not just hearing them but walking these things out in our life it's not just because god, because god wills it it's because our participation is required as well we're to be he is faithful we also must be faithful he is covenant keeping we must also be covenant keeping that's right I don't know if you saw a pastor's video he put up this Thursday. I trust that you watched it. I'm so thankful that he's been putting those up. I know people have asked, you know, that he continue to do this. Y'all need to get with him about that when this is all over. I know he loves to do it. He loves doing it. How many, how many takes does he, do you usually do on a, a given week? He usually does four or five different takes, you know, before he before he puts finds one that he likes, you know. I know I did a video for the youth when all this first started. I probably did 20 takes, you know. And I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but uh, but I hope they enjoyed the end product. And and I know Pastor hasn't necessarily enjoyed doing this every single week, but we've been blessed by it, amen. So like I said, when this is all over, y'all, you know, bribe him or do something. Maybe he'll continue to do it or maybe guilt trip him real good uh, about continuing to do this. But I appreciate he's been doing it. But this last week, he talked about some of these things. He talked about uh, uh, some of our responsibility. It's one of the things that I appreciate about our church and, and about Impact Family Church. And I've heard him say it over the years. He said it to me. He's As far as his focus and his, uh, 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 his perspective in ministry, and really, if you think about it, it has been a focus of ministry at our church for a long time to emphasize uh, uh, promises and I wonder the right way he says this. Yeah, to, to emphasize rights and responsibilities. He's, if you notice in our church, there's always been a strong presentation of our rights in Christ. What's been done for us. What Jesus has bought and paid for. What's been supplied through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. What belongs to us in Christ. We're, we, take, we, we take a strong stand on those things. And we, we boldly declare those things. Even when they're uncomfortable, we declare them. This is what God has done. But he also talks about our responsibilities. And this last week, he talked about our responsibilities, about putting first things first. Who, 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 heard, who heard the message this week? He talked about Mary and Martha and how Martha had come to Jesus. And she was, uh, she was disturbed and she, had, she was distressed over what was going on. And she came to Jesus and said, listen, I'm doing all this stuff. But Mary's just sitting in there chilling and hanging out at your feet. I'm so busy. And, 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 and Jesus said to her, listen, Martha, he said, he said, you are weighed down by many things. He said, you're weighed down by many things. He said, but there is one thing, one thing that is more important. Yeah. And, and I love what the pastor said about the Phillips translate, translation, pulled that out, that only a few things are really necessary, perhaps only one. And so he was talking this week about the, the fact that uh, in life, there's a lot of things calling for our time and a lot of things drawing on us. I know for, for some of us, there's not been a big change. For some of us, our life has gone on. We've, we've continued to work and different things have happened. Others have had other interruptions, other things. But uh, uh, during this time especially, uh, he was talking about the fact about taking your opportunity to keep first things first. Keeping your love for God, your time spent with him, keeping that number one. Like I said earlier, God is faithful. We need to also be faithful. God is faithful in covenant-keeping. We also must be faithful in covenant-keeping and keeping first things first because, yes, there are many important things, but not all are most important, and perhaps only one yeah. is truly important. I'm here to tell you, he said it on Thursday. I'll say it again. There's one real thing that's important, yeah. and that's our relationship with God. Yeah. It's our walk with God. It's yeah. our time with the Father is what's really important. I believe this time has been a time for us to reset our priorities 
in a time for us to take an evaluation of what's important to us, whether we've been had more time or less time. I think I probably had let more or, or less time during this, but whether you've had more time or less time to evaluate our priorities, because there are some things that are important and some things that are not as important. But in, in terms of God's faithfulness, we need to also be faithful to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Faithfulness is so important. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 20, it says a faithful man will abound with blessing. Not just any man, not just any person, but a faithful person will abound with blessing. It's not just on the faithfulness alone of God. While that's important and that's our foundation, we can't be faithful he's, if he's not first faithful. Right? We could never be faithful if he wasn't first faithful to us. We couldn't keep covenant if he wasn't keeping covenant with us. We couldn't love him if he didn't first love us. Right? I mean, it all starts with him, but we have a part to play in this. Our faithfulness, our heart, our commitment to the Lord Jesus is so vital during these times and really any time of our life. It's a faithful man who will abound with blessing. It's a faithful man who will abound with blessing. Like I said, I have a couple different thoughts I want to tie together this morning. But God has promised to protect us and watch over us during this time. And we have seen the faithfulness of God. We've seen it time and time again. Even during the last several weeks, God has been faithful. We've read the scripture in Psalms 91, the first chapter. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress my God and him will I trust. The, se the seventh verse says, A thousand may fall at your right side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near to you. How many believe that this morning? Amen. The tenth verse says, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. The 14th verse says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Right. With long life will I satisfy and show him my salvation. We know when Isaiah says, No weapon formed against us shall prosper. So we know during this, God's hand of protection is upon us. Right. Whether it be physically, financially, God's hand is upon us, and He's faithful. He is faithful, and we need to be faithful on our part to experience all of what the protection that God has promised. But I also want to point out something else. There's more that God wants to do, and our faithfulness and our side of keeping covenant with God is still required. In Romans chapter 8, you can turn there if you've got your Bibles, Romans the 8th chapter. We're going to look at the, the, the 28th verse. Romans chapter 8, the 28th verse. It says, and we know, these are one of the things that we know, with something we should know, <laughs> something we should be aware of. And if you don't know it, you can know it today. It says, we know that all things, how many things? All things, all things work together for good for those who love him. To those who are called according to his purpose. But notice it says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Now, I'm thankful for the protection of God. I'm thankful that he's watched over us. I'm thankful that he's, he's, he's been watching. He's been faithful to us. And like I said, our faithfulness, our side of the covenant, loving God and spending time with him is vital. 
to continue to experience God's protection. But I'm here to say that there's more that God wants to do. And so I know some, sometimes it's easy if things haven't been that bad. It's sometimes it's, it's, it's easy to slip into the position where you think, I don't need to really stay, uh, 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 keep first things first because life is good, because life has been taken care of for me, because God has, has done all these things. I'm here to tell you there's more coming for us. And the scripture says all things work for what? The good of those. I'm here to tell you God intends good to come out of this. We know the Bible says that whatever the, the enemy intends for evil, God turns for our for good, for our benefit. That's why James said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. One translation says difficulties. When you fall into various difficulties or temptations, count it all joy. Why? Because it produces patience or endurance. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, yes, thank God for the protection of God. Thank God for what he's done. Thank God for his hand being upon us physically and financially he'll continue to do that but good also is god intends for good also to come from this now what is that good i don't know i know one thing it'll produce patience endurance in our life but good things anything god says is good i don't know about you but i want it when god says something is good i want to have it because god's good is way better than any good i could come up with right if God said it were all things work for good, that means even COVID-19 will work for our good. Now, we know God's faithful, and he keeps covenant. He keeps his promises with us. But if we're going to experience it, we've got to also be faithful to experience the good that God intends to come from this. There's good ahead of this. God wants to promote us. God wants to equip us for what's next. God wants to prepare us to walk further in his plan and his calling and what he's destined us to do. There's more good. There's good that God intends to come from this. No, God didn't ordain it, but God will turn it for our good. Amen. Now, I know this season is coming to an end that we're in. This might be the last week we meet outside. And I know tomorrow they start lifting the bands and start changing the, the, the restrictions we have. And so this time is starting to, to, to come. Now, I don't know what or come to an end. And I don't know what the next weeks hold for us, what they're going to do, what they're not going to do. I'm not really concerned about it because I know what? God's watching out for us, right? And I know good is coming of this. But as we get closer to this ending, let's make sure we, we, we don't step out of or 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 fall short of doing what we need to do in this season so that we're not prepared to walk in the good God has for us in the next season. We're talking about, we're talking about the faithfulness of God, but then our faithfulness to him in every season. There are things that happen that, that yes. And when a season changes, it looks different, but you need what happened in the prior season to get what you, what God wants for you or to enjoy what's possible in the next I know as a child growing up, we would go to my grandparents' house, and they had a, a large grove of Chinese honey trees, and, and we would love to eat those things, and I miss those a lot, those Chinese honeys. If you've ever had one, they're amazing, kind of like a tangerine, kind of not, I don't know, they're amazing, but we would go there, and I remember many times during the winter, these were planted, and, and during fruit season, the fruit would bud on the tree during the winter, and I remember going over there, and my granddad would have uh, big uh, uh, containers of uh, uh, barrels of fire going in the grove to make sure that the temperature didn't get too low and didn't stay below freezing too long. Why? Because that, that cold that was happening in that season could damage the fruit that was to be harvested in another season. 
And so that fruit, he would protect it from the cold and protect it from getting too cold to damage the fruit that would be harvested later. But he still needed it to get cold. Why? So that it could be sweet. Because without the cold, it, without it experiencing some cold, it would never know the sweetness that the potential of that fruit had. It's kind of like blueberries. I don't know this, but they tell me that blueberries require a certain amount of cold, a certain number of days below freezing to sweeten them so that when harvest time comes in spring, they taste right. And if you have a, a, a blueberry that's planted during the winter, but it never experiences cold, it doesn't have the good that comes from the cold. Too much cold could kill it, but not enough cold will keep it from, from developing the sweetness that it has. I tell you, in this season, we've experienced some things, and God has protected from us from the damaging effect from those things. But there's a good that God intends to come from those things if we're faithful. If we'll keep covenant, there's a good that's to come from this. There's a sweetness for, of life in the next season that we'll only have if we're faithful during this season. There's a sweetness in the next time that what's coming after this that we'll only experience if we're faithful and keep covenant now. And that's not, be, that's not on God, that's on us. That's not, a, that's not just his side, that's our side as well. Being faithful, keeping covenant, keeping first things first, the truly important things first in our life. God has much that he wants to do, much that he wants to accomplish. Then the next seat, I tell you, what would what would Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego be like without the fiery furnace? What would da who would Daniel be without the den? What would Joseph be without being imprisoned? Would the next seasons of their life even look? Would have deliverance come if 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 uh, Daniel had not been thrown into the lion's den? God protected him, but he still needed it for what was next. There are things that we need that are coming next that we've got to lay hold of during this time and let the, the God turn these things for our good. But we do that by judging him faithful and then being faithful ourselves. Judge him faithful, but then be faithful ourselves. Judge him as a covenant keeping God, but then keep covenant ourselves. Keep first things first. I'm telling you, there's a sweetness coming. There's something coming that we need, but we must be faithful now. Trying to be faithful later, it's important, but you'll never get the same sweetness outside of the season that it was intended for. You'll never get the same benefit in another season that yesterday's season provided. So we must have this. I tell you, I, am so, I, I said this to the teenagers the very first week we met. I said, listen, you may think this is bad. You may not like this. This may be an interruption, but what a blessing this is. This is the only time we get to do this. When we get into eternity, we'll, we'll never have this opportunity again to stand in the face of COVID-19 and say, you are defeated. My God shall see me through. All things work for my good, including this. This is the only time we get to do this. There'll be when we get into eternity, get into heaven, there'll be nothing, there'll be nothing to oppose us. There'll be none of these things, no death, no disease, nothing for us to stand in the face of. What a blessing this is. To stand bold and stand firm, to see God do what he said he would do, Amen. but then to be seasoned for what's next. This is a part of our seasoning, our, our the sweetening for what's coming next in our life. Amen. I like I said I don't know where you've been in this 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 season. I don't know what's gone on. I don't know what's happened. I do know God is faithful. Listen, if you can't see good, 
If you can't see good coming from this right now, maybe you're in a place where you've not seen anything good happening. And maybe the prospect of good is not something that, that you can even imagine right now. First, get a hold of what God's Word says. He said all things work together for our good. God, I didn't say it. God said it. That's not just some writer who, who, who made some extra notes in the Bible. That was inspired by God. All things work together for our good. you got to trust God. you got to know that it's true. And if you're doing everything you know to do, if you're keeping God first, if you're being faithful and keeping covenant, keep doing it. But if you've been missing it, if you've not been following or or following through like you should, now's the time to do it. Get that sweetening in while we're still in this season. Lay hold of this opportunity while we still have the opportunity to lay hold of him. And during this time to put him first when other things are calling for our attention. I want to encourage you. This is this is a wonderful opportunity. And at one and on one hand, I'm almost a little sad to see it starting to end. Like I don't, you might say, Pastor Greg, you're crazy. But I'm saying from the terms of eternity and what it does in us, I'm a, I'm a little sorrowful to see some of these things coming to an end. There's a little bit of a, 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 a not for me personally, but I look around and sometimes I think, you know, are we have we gotten everything we can get out of this? Have we allowed God to do what he wanted to do in us? Have we, have we allowed God to turn these things for good completely, completely in our life? I want to encourage you, be faithful. Be faithful in every area of life. Be faithful with your affection. I tell you, your love for God should be number one. So my love is for number one. If it is for number one, he'll have first place in your life. He'll be number one in every area of your life. The biggest thing is our time. Give God your time. Give God your time. Make time for him. Whether you have more time or less time, make time for him. Keep covenant with him. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. I believe that what God has for us is so good. What's coming in the weeks and months ahead is going to be amazing. But let's make sure we, we take, a, 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 take a advantage of this opportunity that we're in right now. Listen, don't be in a rush to move on. Be in a rush to get to Jesus. Don't be in a rush to get to the next thing. Be in a rush to get to know your Father's heart. Don't be in a rush to hear what, what, the, what restrictions be lifted tomorrow. Be in a rush to get a word from God tomorrow. Be in a heart in a hurry to hear from him and to sit at the feet of Jesus. To spend time with him, to be with him, to allow him to cause that sweetening, that flavoring in your life. I tell you, if we'll do this, we'll look back just like those men I mentioned. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Joseph. We'll look back on all those things and say, thank God that I had that opportunity for God to show himself strong and faithful in my life. It helped make me who I am. It put me in the position that I am. It promoted me. It did all the things that God intended. What the enemy meant for evil, God surely turned it out for my good. God surely made it for my good. Amen. I tell you, God has much for us. I just want to encourage you today. Take time. Make sure you do the things Pastor talked about on Thursday. Put God first. He's faithful. Let's be faithful. God keeps covenant. Let's you and I keep covenant. There's nothing more important we can do during this time. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful this morning for our time we've had together. Father, we're so thankful for the opportunity we've had to, to gather together today. Lord, I am grateful for the fact that you are a faithful God. You are the God, first and foremost, but you are a faithful God. And you do keep covenant and mercy for a thousand generations. That includes my time. 
that it covers my family's time, that it covers all of our times here today, today, right where we live and tomorrow, you are a faithful God. You do keep covenant. You do keep mercy. And Lord, I am thankful for what you've done. But Father, I'm thankful also for this opportunity to be faithful to you, to hold up my end of the covenant, this, this relationship that you've called me into. Father, I'm grateful for this. I'm thankful for this opportunity. And I know that your word is true. You said it would work for our good. And so, Father, I, I thank you for that. Lord, I have such great expectation of what's ahead because I know you're faithful to your word and I make a decision to continue to be faithful to you. Father, we love you. We thank you for it today in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.